This is our 10th and final video about how to break habits of pornography and masturbation. In this final video, I want to discuss the difference for you between remorse, resolve, and biblical repentance. There's a big difference, isn't there? I, I, I'm sure you've experienced the feeling of absolute resolve, maybe after you've looked at pornography, maybe after you've sinned some other way, of internal desire to hate what you've done, change what you're doing, never do something again. There's a difference between that and biblical repentance, which is the turning from something and, and the living in righteousness. I want to especially talk about it because a lot of guys feel that if I commit a sin, look at pornography, repent and turn from it, but then ever go back to it again, ever return like a dog to its vomit. If I ever commit it again, then that just casts uh, doubt and illegitimacy over my whole act of repentance since then. Maybe it's been years. Maybe it's been weeks. Maybe it's been months. You say that obviously wasn't genuine repentance. Uh, and where does that leave me? Or maybe I'm a false disciple. Maybe my repentance is fake and my faith is also fake. I want to address all of this and make distinctions between what uh, restraint is what remorse is, what resolve is, and what biblical repentance is. First of all, it's helpful to realize what you are and what you're made up of. As a human being, you are not just a, an animal that has desires and actions. That you are somebody created in the image of God, and therefore you have multiple layers to who and what you are. First of all, you have a mind. Uh, the way you think, your, your intellect. And then you have your affections, the, the things you love, desire, want, feel. And all of that flows from your intellect and what you think. What you know informs how you feel. It's your mind and your heart, your affections. And from there, you have your will, what you choose to do. And that, of course, flows from what you desire to do, coming from what you believe about the things around you and about yourself. The mind, the affections, the will, and then of course this results in your actions, your behavior, what your will leads you to do as it is informed by your affections, which are in turn informed by your intellect. Once you realize that, that is a biblical way to view mankind, then you start realizing that to simply address the actions is far too little. You still have your, your will to get under control. But just to control your will is not enough. You also need to uh, uh, change your affections. Because if you don't change those, then like we've spoken in previous videos, your heart remains the same. You still want to do the same things. And of course, changing just how you feel is not enough. If you're not thinking differently which is why we've been going through mindsets that we need to have in this uh, discussion around pornography. If you don't change your mind, then you have no hope at all in the fight. If you just change your actions, if you just change your actions, uh, and you still want to do the same thing, you still feel the desire to do the same things, and you still think according to how you used to think, 
then you've changed nothing but your actions. And this is what I'll call religious restraint. If you change your actions through restraint and you try and change your will, that's called resolve. You've got to, your will is, 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 is empowering itself by its willpower. That's resolve, the desire to do something differently. If you change your affections about sin, you've looked at pornography and you feel terrible and you, you hate yourself, that's remorse. But only when you change your mind is it biblical repentance. This is the, the underlying meaning of the word repentance in the Greek is to have a change of thinking and, of course, behavior. Uh, change of how you act because there's a change in how you're viewing everything through your mind. A change of mind. It is not just think something differently. That's not repentance. It has outworking effects, but it is at its root the changing of what you believe, how you think about certain things. So first of all, let's talk about right down at the end of the line here. You've got your mind, your heart and affections, your will, and your actions, your behavior. Let's talk about that. We said if you just focus on changing that, that is no more than religious restraint. It, it could be a, a modern day version of monasticism, right? When, when, when the, the priests in medieval eras or even today, the Catholic priests, they go and they lock themselves away so that they can't desire things, they can't chase after things, they can't be gluttonous, they can't get drunk, they can't go after a woman. They're just on their own in a rock cell. This is religious restraint. You can imagine a, a rabid dog trying to, to chew something, or trying to eat something alive, and you put a leash on it, a collar on it, strap it to a tree, You've, of course, you've changed its actions. It's no longer mauling sheep. It's no longer mauling children. But its will, its heart, its mind has not been changed at all. And this is what some of us try and do. Maybe you've decided, uh, you know what? That's it. Uh, I'm going to uh, uh, remove any ability for me to, to get a pornography. And then you take extreme steps to try and just cut out your ability to take, to look at pornography, even though you want to, uh, or maybe what is more usual is external things are restraining you. It's parents. They're just stopping you from having any access that would be pornographic in nature. Uh, uh, maybe it's a, a religious system around you, the overly controlling religious group, or maybe uh, just the, the rules that you hear on the outside, they torment you. Uh, really, this is just a picture of strapping yourself down to a chair when nothing about your desires are changing. It is therefore ultimately unhelpful. Your mind and your affections and your will are unchanged, which means that as soon as that strap breaks, as soon as that restraint breaks, as soon as that a uh, 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 leash breaks off of the dog, it will go back to what it is blood hungry for. So, also in your life, if you are controlling your ability to sin, but not your desire or the way you think or the way you feel about sin, as soon as opportunity arises and those restraints are no longer there, you will run at it like a dog to its vomit. You will go back. So that's how, if you only approach your actions, through restraint, it is not enough. Back one step. What about your will? 
changing your will, your decisions, your, your choices. This is what we can call resolve. When you just white knuckle it, you make you make yourself promises, you 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 get self-willed, you just make yourself goals, you uh, resolve to yourself, I will never do this again. I will become a better man. I will not be a pervert. I will not be a porn addict. I will do better. I will do better. I will do better. And, and, and that sounds good. And maybe you're doing exactly what a self-help book tells you to do or a worldly book on masculinity tells you to do or what an, uh, uh, an entrepreneurial book given to you tells you to do. It's all about your internal will and desire. But that's not enough. It's not scriptural. It's not ultimately helpful, white-knuckled, self-willed resolve to change your will while your heart still wants that sin, still wants to look up nudity and sex and pornography, still wants to masturbate, is not ultimately helpful. This is what Romans chapter uh, 7 says. This is Paul, of course, writing of the experience of knowing the law, trying to do the law, deciding from an inward resolve, I will do it, but not having the power to. He says, I find it to be a law that when I want to do the right thing, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my body another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my body. Wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from this body of death? What he's getting at is that you can make all the decisions that you want. You can make all of the resolve that you wish to. That is not able to overcome what you live in, which is a body that still has inclinations and temptations and lusts and desires and passions towards sin. And the human resolve is not able ever to overcome the flesh desires to sin. Your flesh desires to sin more than you resolve not to sin. Paul says it's a law, it's a rule. Whenever you want to do the right thing, if it's your will versus your flesh, your will will always lose. He says also in in Romans 8, and this is in verse 7 and 8, he says, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. In other words, what he's saying is, uh, uh, even if you put your mind to do the right thing, if you still think in a fleshly way, which is not a spiritual way, in other words, if you think there's the right thing to do and I'll get there through my own resolve, you're actually thinking in a fleshly way, not a spiritual way. And while you're thinking a fleshly way, you cannot actually obey the law of God. You will not and you cannot, Paul says. Only those who are in the spirit, of the spirit, thinking according to the spirit, are able to work out the fruit of the spirit, obey the law of the spirit. So your resolve is just not enough. Your resolve is not enough. And then Let's take it a a step deeper. There's your actions. Changing those alone is not enough through restraint. There's your will and changing that alone through resolve is not enough. What about your heart? 
your affections. Or when they change in a way that is responsive to pornography or sin, we call that remorse. Remorse. This is when you are tearful, brokenhearted, shameful of self. You feel guilty and condemned. Maybe even uh, for you, this manifests as rage uh, through um, uh, making vows and promises to yourself. You will never do this again. You feel an overwhelming emotional response to what you've just done. Or you engage in some kind of version of self-flagellation, which is, of course, what the Catholics used to do and other uh, cults or um, religious uh, groups have done this also. It's when they would, again, the monks, maybe you've seen it in movies or pop culture or read books or read about Martin Luther. Uh, and what they would do is knowing their own sin, they would enact a self-atonement. For sin comes punishment. So if they self-punish, they self-atone for sin. They, they would take whips, they would take rods, they would, they would whip themselves on the back, uh, inflicting damage and pain in order to undo and atone for their own sin. Maybe you don't do that, but maybe you do similar things. Maybe you bash your fist against a brick wall. Maybe you hit your head against something to inflict pain. Maybe, maybe you, you do actually self-harm. Uh, maybe you go and drink yourself uh, uh, to, to, uh, to sleep. Maybe you binge drink. Maybe you, you do something that is painful to you emotionally or physically. You do that in order to pay back that sin because of how deeply you feel. Well, this remorse, this changing of your affections, which doesn't first come from a changing of your mind, is insufficient and ineffective. It is the wailing and the weeping of Judas, which is not biblical repentance. You can remember Judas, who did restrain himself. Let's write down to his actions. He, he, got, he felt so terrible over what he had done to Jesus. He realized he was in sin. He shouldn't have betrayed Jesus. He shouldn't have sold him for 20 pieces of silver. He felt terrible. And so he went and killed himself, which is the ultimate act of restraint. I won't sin anymore. I won't do anything else anymore. I'm going to kill myself because I'm at the end of the rope. So he killed himself. He stopped himself from ever sinning again. It's actually pretty effective to stop sin, but it doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't glorify God and it didn't atone for his sin. So, so restraint, he tried. He killed himself. He also had resolve, right? He, he decided this is going to be different. I'm not going to do this anymore because before he killed himself, he threw the money into the temple. He said, I don't want this anymore. He ran away. He made a decision. You know, he, he vowed in himself. I will not get rich off Jesus' blood. I, I will not let this go down as, as my defining sin. And he ran off. But that resolve wasn't enough. And he also had remorse. We're told that he felt so guilty. He would have been weeping. He would have been wailing. He would have been distressed and depressed at what he had done. And that remorse was not enough. It was not enough to feel the terrible things that he felt while still thinking with a mind that is according to the flesh. Still being in an unrepentant state while being remorseful, resolved and restrained is just not enough. Gentlemen, don't let yourself go down this 
very natural human way of thinking that if you can just feel enough remorse, feel enough resolve, or, or, or restrain yourself enough, then your sin will be dealt with and you'll become victorious over sin. God has not ordained any of that to be true. He has ordained that through repentance and faith and walking by the Spirit, we are able to overcome the power of sinful temptation. Ultimately, restraining yourself is turning to other things, rules and restraints and chains to save us and deliver us. Ultimately, being resolved is turning to your own will and your own self to bring about deliverance. Ultimately, remorse is turning to some kind of self-despising, self-hatred to bring about atonement and deliverance. All of those things are turning to yourself or something else. Whereas repentance is turning to God. That's why it's so God-honoring. That's why it's so God-glorifying. And why God does not use any of those other things, ultimately, to bring us to deliverance. But what did Paul say? In Romans 7, verse 24, let's read it again. He said, wretched man that I am. You can hear the remorse. You can hear the resolve. You can hear the, 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 the desire for restraint there. He says, who will deliver me from this body of death? Verse 25. Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. It's him that delivers us from the body of death. It's him that delivers us from the patterns of sin and the enslavement to addictions, sexual in nature or otherwise. And so biblical repentance is the turning to God through Jesus Christ. Repentance does not just deal with our actions or our will or our affections. It deals with our mind, our intellect, how we think about everything. Repentance is thinking differently, first of all, about God. You need to stop thinking of God as some kind of moral judge up there who will either tell me if I've done good or punish me if I've done bad, and I need to try and get on his good side. We've, we've spoken about this in prior videos. Don't think of God as just a, um, uh, a man with a whip chasing you until you do the right thing. Don't think of God as a cushy, pushover, old man who has no power or justice or vindictive wrath. Don't think of him as that. Think of him biblically. This is what repentance means. Stop thinking of him unbiblically. Think of him as he has revealed himself in scripture. Loving, merciful, kind, slow to anger, and yet just, wrathful. Avenging of those who sin. Think of God biblically as he has revealed himself to be. And then also think differently about sin. Don't think of your sin of looking at pornography and masturbating. Don't think of that as a sin simply because it affects you badly, makes you less able to be a, a, a responsible, pure lover when you're married. It'll affect the way you think about girls. It'll uh, you know keep you from being able to do certain ministry positions. Don't think of sin like that. Think of sin like, David thought about sin. It is an offense against God and God alone. Only that makes it sin. I could offend everybody else. I could hurt everybody else. The thing that makes it sin, the thing that makes it hateful for me, the, the reason I hate it, the reason it is so deserving of eternal hell is not ultimately because it affects other people. 
It's because it offends the eternal, infinite, perfect justice of God. Because I have done that, because my sin is that, it is an offense to God. Therefore, I hate it. Hate sin for sin. Repentance also means a change of mind about your guilt and atonement. Don't think that you can atone for yourself through guilt or through self-inflicted pain or, or any other way. Don't think that you can atone for yourself through a better track record. If you can just get to three weeks, four weeks, five months, if I can just make it a year, if I can just make it five years without pornography, then I'll, I'll tick a box for God. That's not how we get atonement. Repenting means thinking biblically about the atoning work to save us and how we remove our guilt, which is Jesus, his death in my place, his resurrection to secure me eternal life. I look to him, not myself. That's repentance. Repenting means thinking differently about where we get our strength for deliverance. And of course, that is the Holy Spirit, not ourselves. When you stop relying on yourself, stop looking for yourselves, your own strength, stop looking for strength in self-help books or other men or accountability group or software, don't look for those things for strength. Look to the Spirit for strength. He is an omnipotent power for you against sin and so repentance is not simply changing your action feeling bad or having an inward resolve yes you will feel different and you will act differently that's what biblical repentance does biblical repentance is often on the uh on the backside of grief now often you have to go through grief and pain and difficulty and hurt feelings and getting offended in order to repent. Paul says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. He says in verse 9, I rejoice not because you were grieved. He's right. He's speaking to them saying, I wrote to you and you got grieved. You got hurt. You got offended. And I rejoice not because you were grieved, but because you were grieved into repenting. For you felt a godly grief so that you suffered no loss through us for godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret whereas worldly grief produces death if you just have worldly grief you feel sorry for yourself cry about it and go straight back to it and end up in hell if you feel a godly grief and, and maybe some of the things i've said in this video series have offended you or have been pretty straightforward and right down the gun um, and maybe you feel grieved by that. That's good. If that grief is godly grief, not worldly grief. If it's worldly grief, you'll cry and, and have a complaint and get over it and go back to sin. If it's godly grief, you'll feel cut. You'll know it's true. You'll read your word. You'll pray to God. And you'll be empowered into righteousness. Godly grief leads to repentance and salvation. Before we close out, let me tell you a, a couple of things about repentance. Repentance is continual. Don't ever think, I've repented, therefore I don't need to keep repenting. And don't think, if I fall into sin again, I never truly repented. Rather, think, I repented then, I'm still repenting now, and if I sin again, I'll repent again. God, help me. Don't let me fall again. Don't let me go back to my old ways. Don't let me sin. Don't let me rebel against your good way. But if I do, I'll repent again. 
Repentance is continual. Martin Luther famously said that when Jesus said repent, he meant that the whole of the Christian life would be one of continual repentance. It's not some magic word. It's not uh, doing penance for the church, but a continual repenting work throughout your life every day. Unlike repentance, remorse and restraint and resolve is just momentary. It happens and then it's gone and you're, you're right back at the same sin. So the answer is to have biblical repentance, which, which doesn't have a terminal velocity. It's not like you get to a point and go, I'm at max speed. This is all the repenting I need to do. But continually repenting forwards because the standard given to us, the holy law of God given to us is unendingly beautiful unendingly perfect. Resolve and remorse and restraint, they always have to do with the sin as the object, as the focus. It's restraint from a sin. It's resolve away from the sin. It's remorse about a sin. Whereas biblical repentance has two elements, away from sin, but mainly towards God. Repentance has God as as its focus. Paul said in Acts 20 that that he he taught people to repent towards God and have faith towards Jesus Christ. Repenting is a turning, but it's not enough to try and turn away from something without turning to something else. Biblical repentance is turning from the sin, but not focusing on that sin, rather focusing on God. So that even if we're living a life that is free from pornography, free from overwhelming desires of lust, we're still able to be repenting because we're not just repenting about one particular sin, but all that we are that is against God, all that we are that is not perfectly conformed to him and his word. Repentance is God-focused. So friends, I want to invite you as we end out this series, if you are having problems with pornography, if it is regularly in your life, reach out to me or your pastor. Reach out, get help, have a sit down with your pastor, listen to what they would tell you, go over these videos again, bring your sin to the Lord God, shine the light on it, apply the Bible, be in a church that preaches the word of God, thank God for his grace, and picture a life where you're free from pornography and chase that, because God is able to empower it. Trust the Lord Jesus Christ and his grace that he has poured out through his atonement and his resurrection, rely on the Holy Spirit, read your word, and be blessed as you walk in the way of life. God bless.